Welcome to February's Economic Monitor. Economic Monitor is produced monthly by Good Buddy Economists to provide our opinions on economic trends and how they affect financial markets. We're joined today by Dermot O'Leary, Good Buddy's Chief Economist. So good morning, Dermot, and thanks for joining us today. Uh, we entered the year with a, a relatively optimistic view on growth. How does that view kind of look now? Yeah, so if you go back to our investment outlook, which we published at the end of last year, we would have been pointing to global growth in the order of about 5%, you know, fairly, fairly robust growth for, for 2021. And as we sit here today, that looks reasonable. Uh, and in fact, you know, that looks uh, maybe a little bit pessimistic. So in the last couple of weeks, we had the IMF, for example, updating their global growth forecast. Uh, to five and a half percent, so up a couple of tenths of percent uh, of a percentage point. Um, I think important within this is, is the regional aspect. So, so we are seeing a bit of a divergence in terms of regional performances, mainly because of the vaccine rollout. So, what we know now, and what we did kind of intimate, is, is that the U.S. and China are leading us out of this recession. Uh, so if you look at the forecast for China in particular, after a, a better Q4 performance, we got news on that over the past number of weeks, the forecast for China now is 8% growth. So pretty extraordinary rebound after what uh, that country experienced only about a year ago. But the biggest upgrade in the forecast from the IMF was for the US economy. So an upgrade of, of about 2%. And this is on the back of, ne- of an expectation of fiscal stimulus, but also on the back of vaccine rollout and uh, reopening the economy overall. So it looks like the U.S. will grow by about 4.5% this year. And I would say there's probably upside risks uh, to that particular forecast as well. Where the disappointment lies in terms of the trend is in Europe uh, and the euro area in particular. So there was a cut of about one percentage point uh, in the euro area in terms of forecast for this year. Still expected to grow. Uh, by 4%, but but this is coming off a, a very weak base. So so the euro area among the larger economies in the world was the worst performer last year, so should have experienced a significant bounce, but it doesn't look like that, that's the case because we have this these series of rolling lockdowns at the start of the year, and we have disappointment in, in terms of vaccine uh, rollout. So to give you an idea on that, I mean, Germany has, has vaccinated 4% of its population, France has vaccinated 3% of its population. Ireland is actually up there in a European context, but that compares to the UK at 19 uh, and the US at 13. And these have very important implications for you know, the, the, the scale of reopening, the speed of reopening, and thus the speed of economic recovery. So global, global growth looks pretty good, but with important regional divergences. Can you tell us a little bit more about the type of stimulus that might be coming down the track in, in the US? Yeah, this is this is key, um, and it, it it is a bit of a game changer and a bit of a change, certainly even over the past month or so since the the Georgia Senate elections uh, gave control to to uh, Democrats in the Senate. So more can get done. Um, there's two aspects though, really. Um, there's the short term aspect, and then there's the the longer term aspect. So the short term aspect is dealing with the pandemic. You know, how how can we deal with the pandemic in terms of support for businesses, uh, support for households, vaccine rollout, uh, and and health measures. 
So the, the proposal that has been put by uh, President Biden is, is a proposal of $1.9 trillion. It's not likely that that full package will be ratified in the Senate, but it's increasingly likely that a very large fiscal package, uh, possibly and probably over $1 trillion, you know, maybe $1.3, $1.4 trillion. That will include, you know, uh, checks uh, for households, that will include support for businesses uh, and and support for the health system overall. But that's not all um, is the thing. So that that is the first aspect of it, which which is huge on its own right. But there's a second iteration to this that may come later on in the year, and that's called the Build Back Better plan. Um, from the president. And these are more longer term policy goals that he wants to achieve, you know, such as the environmental agenda, such as uh, improved infrastructure, etc. Some of that will have to be paid by, uh, by tax cuts, but we're possibly talking another three or four trillion US dollars. And to put that in some sort of context for people, uh, in 2019, total government spending in the US was about four trillion. So we're potentially talking up to $6 trillion in the space of a year um, in terms of extra spending. So this is this is an enormous plan. You can see why we're saying that there's probably upside risk to the U.S. growth forecast in the short term because of these, uh, these stimulus plans that are now uh, very real prospects. So, so that leads us on, I suppose, to inflation. Do you believe that this will have an impact on inflation and what the Fed might do around that? Well, I think our view coming into this year was that there is a lot of spare capacity and we shouldn't be worried about inflation in the short term. And that, that's still the case. The size of this stimulus would give you some pause for thought on that. Um, you know, it, it is unprecedented, you know, even compared to some of the stimulus plans that were introduced in the US in the 1930s uh, to get the US economy out of, out of the depression. Um, but there is a lot of spare capacity. Uh, and, and I think it's interesting that Jay Powell, the Fed chairman, spoke only just last night uh, on on this topic uh, to the Economic Club in New York. And his, his message was that, look, we have a dual mandate here. You know, we, we do have to worry about inflation, but we also have to worry about employment. And employment is 10 million people below the level it was pre-pandemic. And there's, a, there's an inequality that has uh, been exacerbated by the pandemic as well. And he's very keen to address those issues. And how will he do that? Well, he'll do that by keeping the foot on the accelerator in terms of monetary policy. So basically he was given the message last night as as the Federal Reserve has given over the past uh, couple of months, to be fair, that there's a lot of spare capacity to work through. We have had a period of low inflation to meet our mandate of 2% inflation over the medium term, we may let inflation run a little bit ahead of 2%. Uh, so we might let the economy run a little bit hot for a while. Um, and that's the message that he, he, gave, he gave last night. So I, I, I think we have seen an increase in inflation expectations over the past couple of weeks. That's probably right. But for the time being, in terms of policy, um, we still think that we have we will have loose policy supporting financial markets for the foreseeable future. 
Well, thank you. And, and can I just come back to Europe for a minute? Obviously, it's been a disappointing start to the vaccine rollout, but but sort of what's your outlook there, you know, as we as we head into kind of Q2, Q3? I think the vaccination program will speed up. You know, we, we have had difficulties and, you know, even Ursula von der Leyen yesterday was basically admitting that the European Union has made mistakes, which they have in relation to procurement of this and the rollout and some other issues uh, closer to home uh, as well in, in Northern Ireland. But I think we will see an acceleration. So the theme of, of reopening, uh, uh, which we talked about coming into this, this year, is still very much real, even though the timing of that uh, may be delayed somewhat. So I'd expect to see a, a pickup in vaccinations and thus a pickup in relation to reopening of the, of the economies. Um, it's down to national authorities in terms of the rollout of those, uh, and there'll be different differing timelines. But as I said, the 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 the, the goal of vaccinating, uh, you know, a significant proportion of the population and thus reducing the the uh, virus risks uh, is still one that we think will be achieved over the coming months. Thank you for that today, Dermot, and we look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you.